It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Yeah. I wanna ball like the whistles. Hey guys, welcome to the Locked On Wizards Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, I'm your host, Troy Halliburton. And uh, joining me uh, in the arena for uh, Washington Wizards Media Day, I have the co-founders of Hoop District, uh, my guy, Abdullah Sharif, and Mr. Joe Glow, a.k.a. Joe Glorioso, a.k.a. the best cameraman in the business. <laughs> Rob, Rob Bonnie has got me beat on that. Hey. My apprentice has become... Who I wanted to be exactly, so, yeah. exactly. I mean, you, you you got Rob coming in off the photography game, and you got Neil coming Rob. in off the reporter game. I'm I'm trying to, hey man, just dropped it. Yeah, man. Rob, Rob, Rob shooting 
birthday parties in Cancun for these players. I man. know, I know. He's hey, some other look, shit look, right look, now, look, look, look. We we all need to try to be like Rob when we grow up. Yo. Tell, tell your agent to lower your demands, Troy. So we can afford to bring you on too. Exactly. Hey, hey, man. I've I've already had plenty of conversations with Abdullah in the past, I'm but a free agent, man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We're out here yeah, moving. Contract negotiations going on. Come on, get on board, bro. Yeah, we're trying. We're trying. But for right now, we're here to talk about Wizards Media Day, and so this is this is my fourth year covering the team for media day what, what what year is it for you guys coming into it uh 2008 was my first one so yeah, it's 11, 11 years in the years, game 2011 for me so okay okay eight, year number eight yeah so when we talk about uh authority figures when it comes to voices of the washington wizards in the blogging community you guys are two perfect uh people to have come on <laughs> yep. this podcast so what, what do you think about the the team's media day this year where i feel like um it was a little bit of a of a different experience, whereas in years past, you know, there's a lot of expectations that's coming in. There's always a little bit of a buzz around the Wizards and what they could do. Whereas this year, I mean, I don't think that the bar could be set any lower as far as what uh, the national people expect from uh, the Wizards. But what, what have you guys' impression been of Media Day today? Uh, well, for one, like you said, in, in years past, uh, expectations were higher. This year, we've got ten new guys on the team, so everyone's—it's basically like, you know, like a meet and greet for everyone, even the players themselves. It's just everyone—you've uh, got young players, you've got first-year, second-year players. In the past, you've always had also one. Besides John and Brad, you had a seasoned vet, somebody who was well-known. You know, your Trevor Rezas or Dwight Howard last year. We have Isaiah Thomas this yeah. year. Um, but otherwise, you know, I mean, everyone else is pretty much you got Mo Wagner, you know, uh, Bonga, uh, Justin Robinson, all these new guys who just kind of yeah. just met each other. Yeah, a lot um, of younger faces. So younger it's, faces. A, it's a different vibe um, down here. Absolutely. So the expectations are definitely lower for the team on the floor. Um, but the vibe today, um, you know, there's a lot of camaraderie. All the, all the mm-hmm. guys are on the, in the same boat, the young guys, you know, early in the early development stages. So the togetherness of that. Um, you know, they, they resonate with each other a lot, and you saw a lot of that on the floor today. Yeah, Joe, from your perspective, what, what, what have you seen from the, from the team at Media Day today? I think it's kind of crazy how Media Day has changed over the 11 years that I've been, you know, doing this. It, it, it did feel a lot younger today. There's a lot more energy than typically there was. You know, I remember one of my first Media Days uh, was when Gilbert was doing Stone Cold Gilbert. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the exit Gilbert. And yeah. So, I don't. I don't know. Like the the vibe, there's been energy before, but this one just feels like a youthful energy. These kids all kind of you can tell they've grown up playing like AAU ball, that kind of stuff like yeah. together. So there was that vibe, and it was also just it was weird to see everything that was happening to Rui. It was like John 2010 all over again. Yeah, and it was like it's it's amazing to have been here long enough to see. I don't want to say the torch has been passed because we haven't seen John, you know, play in a while. But it, it's really kind of the, that dynamic, the leadership dynamic that you guys are talking about. Like, it's Brad now. Brad yeah. is that person. And how Brad has changed in media days yeah. in just the last couple of years has been different. I mean, he, he gave us a sniff arm at a Goodman League function a couple of years back. And he has just become a much different person. I think mean, a lot – I think life – Mellows exactly. you out a little yeah, bit. Exactly. Having a kid mellows you out a little bit. But <laughs> there's there's just weird that yeah. those those kind of dynamics. Yeah, well, well, Brad's role has reshaped dramatically. Yeah. Over the course of the years, and um, he's learned a lot. His resilience uh, through all those injuries to still be able to 
elevate himself to, you know, flirting with all NBA honors. And you you take that and you coincide it with the dynamic of the team now that we're talking about, the young guys. Your, your, your role kind of shifts at that point where you're not just the best player on the floor, but you're a leader now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you saw a lot of that. You saw the playfulness of the youth. And you saw the maturity of the, of the veterans. Um, and and, and, and we're just hoping that kind of plays out yeah. over the course of the season where those youth youthful guys are taking advantage of the leadership. Yeah, I think that, you know, really, I think that when you look at the dynamic of the team, it has to be about balance. So, yes. you know, I think one of the things um, that Tommy Shepard talked about the other day when he had his opening press conference, when somebody asked about his expectations for the team, and he said, well, he expects that for guys to develop. And so I think that, you know, I don't want to say that this is a, a developmental year or something that, you know, that people are some quote unquote, their team is punting this season. I don't think it's that because I think that there is still something to be said about having to prove to Brad that this is a place that he ultimately wants to be. You know, this is the big elephant in the room. And I think it's very interesting that, you know, that really hasn't come up like today, because I think that everybody kind of understands that this is kind of a, a trial and error right. year for for Brad from his perspective, for right. the Wizards from their perspective, right. as far as where the future of this franchise goes. And so, you know, we have to be able to the franchise has to prove that these younger players are, you know, heading in the right direction and that this is something that Brad wants to be a part of. And so how, how do you think Brad can feel when he looks up and down the roster at some of these younger guys? How do you think that he feels heading into training camp right now? If you put yourself in the mind of Bradley Bill, how are you looking at this roster and what you think the possibilities are for this season? If you base it on his interviews, you know, the things that he's been saying all offseason, um, being playing in one city matters to me. Those those types of things, like for a fan base, and I just mean DC sports in general, for a fan base that is always complaining about big stars never wanting to come here, um, I think sometimes what gets lost when teams are losing a lot, like the Wizards have, you yeah. know, obviously more so recent than past, but I, I just, when you have that type of person up at the top, and John John's the same way, Ever since he's had a mic in front of him asking him what he wanted to do, he said he wants to be here. He wants to see a championship here. And so I think that that starts that's the leadership that you want at the mm-hmm. top, especially when you've got a young team. I think he knows there's gonna be some losing games this season. Yeah. Right? He knows he's gonna lose, but I think Brad more than John, I just his his development as a player it just continually climbs and climbs and climbs. And I just think when you're, when you're shipping, when you're the captain of a ship like this, a young ship, I just see him maturing even more than he has already. And I I really think he's going to have a a hell of a year. I I really, really do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you said, Brad, we're talking from, from a front office's perspective when Tommy Shepard was talking about, you know, extending that contract offer to, to Bradley Beal. And he said that was just, he knew, Brad probably wasn't going to accept it right away, but to, to, to Tommy, that was a gesture of, hey, you're our guy. He kept on calling you the cornerstone, mm-hmm. you're the foundation. And because Tommy and Brad have a mutual understanding of the dynamic of this team, which is on paper, very young. It is de- developmental. I mean, whether you want to use that term or not, on paper, it's developmental. Now, that shouldn't compromise effort on the floor and trying to win games. Right. And I think that's where Brad is really keyed in on and what he's kind of, you know, influencing the team with that kind of logic, that kind of, that way of thinking where, listen, we're going to go out here and we're going to win games. Yeah. And for Brad, you know, again, going back to Tommy and the way he was gloating about Brad, but Brad 
is all in on on building this team, on developing these players. You know, he mentioned him popping his head into meeting rooms when they were talking about draft prospects. He was there on draft night, you know, just kind of scoping out the, the players that were available, scouting them, chiming They're in. They're here in this building. Yeah. Yeah. They're here in this building yeah, exactly. watching basketball 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. There was another thing Tommy said that was like, the the culture around here yep. is they have got people who just love the game of basketball and right. it's they're consuming it twenty four seven and Brad's the catalyst exactly exactly and, and that's that's yeah I think that it's perfect that Brad is the catalyst for that because I mean he he's kind of one of those leaders where he's not really like big into the rah rah and talking a lot like he's a kind of the you know uh, you know but lunch pail lead by example type of guy and I think that when you look at how he over the last two seasons how he's played 82 games in each of the last two seasons and whereas uh, Scott Brooks said that you know there was a point last season where after they, you know they had fired Ernie and they knew that they weren't going to make the playoffs where you know they could have shut Brad down but Brad specifically said no I want to play because you know that means something to him so I think that when, when we talk about you know not the, the growth that Brad has had as a player like you, you have to look at the fact that you know early on in his career he had all those you know stress reactions in his leg he wasn't even able to play exactly but now 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 he's built like a like a like a tank yeah. like a four f-150 and so and he's leading by example by coming out and saying you know he wants to take it on his responsibility to lead right. and, and play all the games so you know, I, I think that I, I take it uh, when you're talking about the things that he's been saying, everything that he said, I take it at face value. Yeah. So I honestly believe him. One term that I want to use for Brad, Brad Beal as a player inside and out is, I mean, he's the blueprint for what this team needs and how they should scout players from here on out. Because you're talking about high character guys, you're talking about guys, again, resilience. I, you know, I'm going to bring this up again, Troy, but yeah. <laughs> early on in Brad's career, when I called him, when I said he was going to be one of the greatest shooting guards to play this game, I saw I, I saw the resilience. I mean, year after year, his first four years, getting knocked out of games, losing extensive time, coming back in the summer, you know, putting the work in and coming back better than he was the year before. He did this for three straight seasons yeah. to get to the point where he became an all-star and a leader on this team. And then you coincide that with his character, um, you know, being a father figure now, um, you know, he praises his Lord and Savior before every, exactly. before, every, every, you know, before to, he says to, anything to ever. Faith, yeah. Right. So all those things, all those traits kind of factor into who he's become and, and the leader and the leader that he's become on this team. I got to, to add just a little bit to that too. The, it has to be refreshing from his perspective to hear the guy picking the players considers him to be that type of person. And I, I don't, I don't yeah. mean, I don't want to bring up the old guy's name, it's water under the bridge, but you can, anybody who's been here any amount of time can tell that there is a new aura around this mm -hmm. building, around the, the, the building they actually play in. To hear Tommy say you're the cornerstone, to hear him say you're the foundation, to know that that person is valuing your input on draft picks, on free agents, like all of that stuff has to, like, you don't automatically go into somewhere and get that same feeling from there. So why leave? when you're considered the prince of the city. Exactly, right? exactly. I mean, he. I think that he knows that the the love that the, the DMV area has for him. Yeah. And so I honestly believe that even if he ultimately were to leave, I don't think it has anything to do with you know the 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 area or the franchise i think that it, it will be him just you know taking his own career career into his own hands and and wanting a, a new challenge yeah. so but i'm i'm 100% confident that
that that that Brad is going to, you know, at least stay around and try to figure this thing out. Now, if he gets to a point where they've exhausted all other options, then I don't think that anybody could be mad at him for uh, requesting a, a change. But we can spend the whole podcast talking about Brad, but I, I want to talk about some of the uh, other wizards that we uh, noticed at Media Day. But first, I want to tell my listeners about Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter a promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. And in conjunction with the Locked On Podcast Network, use promo code POSTSEASON. All right. So Brad was the, you know, he's the star of the team and he was kind of the star of uh, Media Day. Actually, he's the second biggest star of Media Day because uh, we had a, a little bit of an over under before mm-hmm. the uh, Media Day started. We said how many, uh, I think we sure, sure were PC about this. Exactly. 27 of the uh, of the Japanese uh, media, Japanese based media that was going to be here. And uh, Joe, I think you counted up to what? 48. 48. 48. 48. So Rui, Rui Hashimura, when you talk about adding him to the team, um, you know, there's the, the the basketball aspect that he brings, but I think that the Wizards and the organization as a whole are really playing into the fact that they have the first Japanese-born uh, NBA basketball player on their team. And they're, 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 I mean, they're playing it. They just hired a, a, a Japanese correspondent uh, who's going who's gonna to be dealing with the team in, in, in two different languages. And so just, just talk about all of the attention that he has kind of received and what what do you think that he's going to be able to bring on the actual on the court aspect? And my my thing that I keep telling everybody is it reminds me of uh, Yi Jialin, Jialin, yeah, Jialin, Yi. but times ten over. I mean, we we there was Chinese media like crazy when he was here, and this just kind of kind of reminds me of that. But I mean, obviously the talent level is just far. It's it's so much different. Rui, he seems to get all of this. I think Tommy has talked about it. Scott has talked about it. He this this is not new to him. And as a yeah. matter of fact, I think he even joked that uh, one one media scrum he was like, "This is it." This is yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right. So <laughs> I, I think again, going back to the culture, right, of basketball, you've got grounded kids. Uh, he's he's got guys who have been through four years of college, three years of college, but they're still young and playful. Yeah. And I, I think that his kind of whole personality is going to translate well on the court. Because you're just never gonna have to worry about the effort, and I think something I was gonna touch on when we were talking before was DC fans, DC basketball fans are very smart basketball fans, and those games that are close at MC, uh, what's it called now, Capital, Capital One, One Arena, Arena yep. Um, those, those, I know. Go back to MCI Center, right? MCI. Right? It was yeah, it was, it was MCI crazy. Center, then Verizon Center, it's and now crazy. it's Capital One Arena, was, AKA the Vault. The Vault. The vault. The vault. <laughs> I was at that first game too, MCI Center. Seattle Super Sonics. Seattle Super Sonics. Oh, okay. Hey, yeah, I was sitting in the 400s. <laughs> but, yeah. So we got a smart fan base here. Yeah. As long as the effort is there, night in, night exactly. out. Exactly. They'll give them the, they'll give they're, them they're, the benefit of the doubt, yes. for sure. Yes. For so, sure. So for me, Rui, again, we can talk about how the Wizards played into the whole marketability yeah. aspect of it um, brilliantly. I mean, like you said, uh, like I said on, on your podcast a few weeks ago, I mean, Tommy pretty much put – the Wizards on the world map right now. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I mean, you've got Wizards logos and colors scattered all around Tokyo and other big cities. In exactly. Japan, which is huge. Rui on the floor today, um, uh, I asked him a question today about what he, what area of his game he embraces the most and where he needs to work on the most. Um, because we've seen him at FIBA, um, he can do a lot of things on the floor. He can run it, he can run, he can roll, he can pick and pop, he can shoot. Um, 
he's got length. Yeah. And his answer was basically, I know this is cliche. Everyone says that they're good at everything, but I really think I'm good at everything in basketball. Yeah. And you could call that confident or, or cocky um, or overconfident, but every player should kind of see themselves as that way. Not to say that he did, he did say he has a lot of improvements to make, obviously. Right. But when he's on the floor, the mentality of being the best guy on the floor, whether you are or not, yeah. And you, to yourself, if you if you feel you are that person, that's going to reflect on the floor in your effort. Yeah. Um, up and down the floor, minute after minute, and I think that's one thing that we're going to see the most uh, portrayed by him is just just the effort. Yeah. Um, not taking plays off, running down the floor, um, hustling for that loose ball, stretching his arms out for that for that rebound. Yeah, um, I think I think that was the exact player that we saw at Gonzaga, yeah. and and then as far as like the 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 leadership standpoint, and as far as him like just being assertive on the basketball court, yes. I thought we got a chance to really see that when he was playing for uh, the the national team, the right. Japanese national team in the FIBA games. You know, uh, you know, no no disrespect to the rest of his teammates that were on the uh, Japanese national team with him. But, you know, there was not a lot of other basketball talent. So when you step out on the court and you know that, you know, defenses are keying in on you every single night, but you're still able to come out and, you know, kind of get to your spots. And, you know, I think that, you know, Rui is very comfortable with where he is as far as his basketball skills right now. And I don't think he, you know, projects as a player who's going to be coming out here trying to, you know, force the issue. I think that, you know, he'll fit in very well following behind uh, Brad as far as, you know, just kind of, you know, bringing your lunch pail and just going to work every day. And so I think that when, when we look at when um, when Ted Leonsis made the change in the, uh, uh, the team's general manager position, I think one of the biggest things he talked about was the fact that uh, they wanted to change the team culture. Right. And so when you talk about changing the team culture, it really starts with bringing in, you know, these high character guys who are going to be able to come in and work every day and just kind of leave it all out there on the floor. What, what, what have you guys seen from some of the other cast of guys who are coming in to help build this team culture? Like like an Isaiah Thomas, who's kind of a proven veteran, a CJ Miles, who, you know, has bounced around. But, you know, he actually came into the league straight out of high school in 2005. So he's he's seen the league change completely over his career. And, and then a guy like Davis Bertans, who's coming over from the San Antonio Spurs system, you know, where we, we're talking about, you know, literally one of the best cultural organizations in professional sports like what, what do you think that some of those guys can bring in as far as um team building and chemistry building now i love i, I love the addition of isaiah thomas again going back to the, the culture thing you you go undrafted and become an all-star that doesn't happen overnight it doesn't happen by luck you know yep. it happens because you work your ass off to get in here especially when you Look, nobody lies about height like NBA players do, and so we all see Earl Boykins is not five foot seven, by the way. Earl Boykins is like five four. Uh, just, just for your podcast. Yeah, so, yeah, no, I mean I Isaiah Thomas ain't five nine. Yeah, exactly, he's not, no, he's not. But that just makes it more impressive what he's able to do on a nightly basis. I'm so devastated for him that he had that injury setback, but I still think, and Tommy talked about it, and and he, he talked about it at length. That type of guy who's just grinded his entire life is just going to rub off on everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, um, was it on our podcast or, or somebody? So he mentioned it somewhere where he talked about Isaiah was in, I think it was just his press conference in general. Isaiah was already in the gym. Someone came in and he said, you're five minutes late. Yeah, And it was still yeah. they were early. 
but he, they were still late. Exactly. And you get someone yeah. like that, man, your team's just going to get better. Yeah. It's just yeah. I mean, I, I actually asked Isaiah Thomas today about his um, influence on players yeah. and playing that leadership role, especially while he's, you know, setting out for the first couple of weeks. And, uh, and he said, hey, listen, this is who I am. This is who I've always been. Nothing's really changed. I've right. been around younger guys. He's like, I, I don't don't consider me old. I'm only 30. Exactly. Said, right. But <laughs> I've been through a lot. And he has. He's had some substantial success in the league. Um, again, again, going undrafted to, you know, going to the conference finals, you know, being, being the leader on the yeah, team. Too bad he had to, game, right? do, had to go through the Wizards yeah, to, to get the there. But, you but know. that's what it is. And, you know, and, 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 again, this is something you and I kind of went back and forth on Twitter about was, you know, Isaiah Thomas and what he brings to the team. And when when I when when they signed him and when I knew he was available, I said that the only thing I could think about was what he could do as a leader on this team, more yeah. so than on the on, on court. Because we already knew he was coming off injuries yeah. and played a full season in a couple of years. But what can he bring on the floor, especially with so many young guys um, uh, on the yeah. team currently? And the yeah. rest of the guys too. You know, What's Thomas' so. line? We don't check passports. We don't check IDs. Yeah. If you can play, if you, you can play. If you can play, you yeah. can stay. Exactly. That's uh, that's the I new company tagline right there. It's a tri- trade market. Man. Yeah, I know. But I think that you know, but when we talk about bringing in like a guy like IT, when he's yeah. able to establish this baseline of consistency right. within the organization, uh-huh. I think one of the biggest things is like more so even than what he was able to do in 2016-17 where he was a all-NBA player. I'm more so impressed by <laughs> Up. Yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a buzzer. Uh, Mystics practice is getting ready to start, so we're going to be uh, winding this up pretty soon. But like I was going to say, the most impressive thing that I think about Isaiah was the fact that he was in Denver last year, and he didn't really play at all, but everybody raved about his leadership right, skills and yeah. dealing with you know the, the the younger players in a situation where you know they, he could have been bitter by him not playing. They're playing right. Monty Morris over him, a rookie, yeah. but you know he, he, he made the best of it, and he was supportive of his teammates. I think that any any time that you can add somebody like that within the organization and within the culture, I think that that is a, a first step in heading in the right direction of uh, changing the team culture. So, but um, I, I greatly appreciate you guys for coming course, on. Man. I mean, this you, the, we're down here at the ESA right now, so they're getting ready to start the uh, the, the Connecticut Sun and the Washington Mystics. They're they're, they're both practicing right now, and there's uh, WNBA finals media availability getting ready to happen. So I, I, I'm pretty sure nobody's come to kick us out yet. But hey, I, I I've been kicked out of better places before. I know when to excuse myself. But I want to <laughs> I want to give both of you guys opportunity to uh, to promote some of your work. I know that you know you you guys have the the hoop district thing going on. But you guys are very much heavily cemented into this uh, photography and videography game. So, you know, kind of let the listeners know about all the things that you all have going on. So, I mean, I love, I love Hoop District. It's opened up a lot of doors for us, man. We started off as a message board back in 2000, 2007, turned it into a credentialed site. Um, and from there, we just kind of see, started, started seeing all sorts of different opportunities kind of present themselves to different sports. And there's so many people here in the D.C. area that, that love other teams, that love other sports. And if you can get some people who want to put in a little sweat equity, then, you know, uh, there's the, the rewards. Anybody can look at Rob Bagnes, and shout out to my boy, um, what he's taken with a f- credential and been able to expose himself to as far as networking. Um the, the, it's it's limitless where you can go and what you can do. So yeah, we started up a, a sports media company called All Pro Reels. Uh, we cover WNBA, we cover uh, do go go. We've done Arena League football. We've done Redskins. They ever said the professional football uh, team that yeah, you know we yeah. don't we don't like to yeah. talk about on this podcast, yeah. but. 
but uh, you know, and the, it, we've got people traveling around to do road games. I mean, yeah. So hopefully, eventually, we'll be able to break back into the Wizards again. I know they're kind of restricting on. Uh, yeah, because 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 bit. yeah, I mean, hopefully there won't be. Are there going to be fifty uh, Japanese media members coming to every yeah, game? Enough, I don't know. The way yeah, enough to minimize our credentials. Yeah, it's much, all that's it's all, all it's all good. At least you guys made the great purge. I don't know not yeah. if every blog can say that. So. Yeah. Yeah, sure. but, no, I mean, just, just to piggyback off him quickly, I mean, like I said, we, we kind of created a platform to be a revolving door of opportunities for anybody who wants to come on. It's a springboard, basically, to, uh, to whatever you, yep. you want to take. I mean, we, we mentioned Rob, and, you know, we've had people in the past who've taken advantage of it, some of them who haven't um, kind of took advantage of um, or didn't take enough advantage of, of the opportunities presented to them. But um, that's what we are. Yeah. And, you know, the opportunity is definitely to, there. It's a revolving door of opportunity. Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. I see it. So, you yeah, know, hey, luck, luckily, right. luck, luckily yeah. I was able to land on my feet or I would have had to come, you know, beg, beg and Abdullah, Listen, can man. I, can I get on? But, you know, you know, of course, man, but I greatly appreciate you guys for coming on. Of course. The co-founders of Hoop District, Abdullah and Joe Glow. That you plucked us out of exactly media exactly. Podcast, All right, so we'll, we'll finish up. Uh, let, let the people know where they can find you on all of your social media handles. Uh, so my personal uh, handle is Abdullah uh, A B D U one one A H. That's a creative replace the yeah. uh, district PC is the handle, the official hoop district handle. Um, all pro reels is uh, is our other handle. Um, Joe Glow One, keep it simple. Exactly, Joe Glow One. All right, guys. Yeah, talk talk to them on the internet. Make sure you talk to them nice. The Abdullah don't play that mess, man. So yeah, talk nice. All right, guys. Yeah, take it easy. Chilling back, giving advice. I buy my girl shit, it don't matter the price. They see that I'm taking, they try getting past. Label money, I just tell in advance. I ain't cheating, I'm just trying to dance. She just trying to have me up in the trance. I'm in a strip like fucking. They just trying to make some buckets. Love when I slap down my ones, but it bounced like a ball when I struck it. So if you ever see a real nigga like me, just let them live and just be how it be. Go to the club with them two and you'll see. With a J, we be on the same team. I wanna ball like the whistles. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blowing more than that. Girl, she went shots for the team. I was in high school dreams. Now I'm almost looking clean. Teaching game like a dean. Coach all these girls to a ring. I want a ball, I like the whistles. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blue, I'm on the net. Girl, she went shot for the team. I was in high school dreams. Now I'm almost looking clean. Teaching game like a dean. Coach all these girls to a ring. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.
Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 